Hey, Vinyl Countdown, ray has gone, but Mike's here now. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? Because no. uh, no. I've been dying to talk about this lately. Is, uh, I don't know, like a month ago, I guess, I was like, oh, I'll take a little me time. You know, I'll just curl up. I'll get like a nice, like, a nice comforter on, maybe some hot chocolate. Wait, when are you not taking me time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this was like Your extra life though. Is me time. Yeah, I guess what I mean by me time in this case is instead of hanging out at the bus station or whatever, I'll actually like, you know, instead of sucking dicks at the bus stop, I decided to do something for myself. Uh, and me time. I, I pulled up a film I had never seen. I was like, you know what? This is going to be dumb. This is going to be a piece of shit. Oh, sorry. We got a uh, correspondence from uh, Joel here. What do you have to say, Joel? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is. I just have to point out that Matt made the best joke of the night, which isn't me time, it's meat time. That was not the best joke of the night, but I don't remember what it was. It was about sucking dicks. Like, it's not so involved. Me time. So you ever watch a movie where you're like, ah, I know nobody, like, this is just a dumb movie. I know it's going to suck, but I'm just in the mood for, like, let's catch up on some some kitsch, some dumb cultural bullshit that sucks. Let's just have a fun time with our lives. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. Let's watch some disco. This will be the dumbest movie. That is a great yeah, no, fucking movie. a really good movie. Good we got movie. night. We got night. And he's, but can we just say John Travolta's character straight up rapes a bitch? Yeah, he's amazing because like before 1986 or whatever. Like, yeah, well, let me. It was fine to do that back then. By amazing, let me clarify: an amazing character, not an amazing human being. You might want to know, but like that 70s feel. I just expected dumb date night bullshit, fucking disco dance, you know, piece of shit film. Save me the last dance. Staying alive, but staying alive. Apparently, I haven't seen either, but staying alive did not keep that that uh, torch. Yeah, no, I heard the sequel was really bad, but but it's got that 70s grit where he's hanging out with his fucking Guido friends and he's all like, oh, Harvey careful. Keitel one of them is Harvey Keitel there as a pimp just yelling about young pussy. He, he would have fit right in, though. It wouldn't have been that weird in that movie. He's like, oh, careful, I almost broke my pussy finger. Oh! And I'm just like, whoa! And, like, yeah, his friends are doing way too much drugs and, like, it was just, like, intense. It gets very serious. There's, like, a suicide scene on the bridge, and, like, it's because she can't dance with the fucking hot guy. Like, it's... Yeah, they, like, gang rape the chick in the back seat. Like, I couldn't I couldn't believe how brutal and, like, realistic this movie was, because I just thought it was going to be stupid. It's like, oh, is this a joke? It's just handsome John Travolta dancing. It's like, no, this is actually a really good movie. You know what yeah. I find was a nice, like, realistic piece of 70s grit? Blackula. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all I have. Did you guys ever see uh, Black Dynamite? Where uh, I have, yeah. Where the the boomerang just hits the guy in the head, and he's like, "Yo, I threw that before I came in here." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. I don't know anything else about that movie, but I love it now. Yeah, it's, it's really good. But yeah, Saturday Night Fever, like even John Travolta, who's all like womanizing and horrible and a piece of shit, but his like family life is all. I'm just like, it's just weird. Like if you went to see now some shitty, you know, step up to the streets, it's not a real movie. Where Saturday Night Fever is like a real movie. And then when I was looking into it, it's Gene Siskel's favorite movie of all time. Really? Yeah. That's, I, this is terrible for audio. I just, I'm speechless. That's, so that's all. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just couldn't believe how good it was. What's Ebert's favorite movie? I'm going to look it up. I'll, I believe it's Blackula, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Now it's a road beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some weird shit going on with Ebert deep, deep down. 
I'm looking. Don't put the mic at me. I'm Googling. It's literally... It's Google, what's apartheid? Has anybody watched the original Shaft? Oh, of course. I know. I've never seen it. Somewhere, probably. It's a great movie. And they've made two others that are just fucking garbage. I, I don't understand why people don't get it. It's done. Well, it is weird, right, that video games and movies are the opposite, where video game sequels are usually better and movie sequels are usually worse. <laughs> it's just, yeah. uh, Wasn't there some black exploitation uh, remake that just came out on Netflix, like, today? Dolomite? Yeah. Penny yeah. Marks is playing Dolomite. More bitches than before. More bitches than before. Netflix doesn't have a great, uh, like, their movies, their original movies don't seem to go that well. Like, uh... Everybody hated Death Note. I thought it was all right. But uh, The Babysitter, bad reviews. It was all right. I don't know. It's McGee. He wrote Terminator Salvation. How bad can that be? Uh, that movie Bright. He wrote the best Terminator movie. Yeah, in a way. I got to say, I didn't mind Bright. I never saw it, but I'm just thinking, like, they put all this money into it. Everyone hated it. And now Max Landis is also a rapist. Everyone's a rapist. Uh, yet. I don't know about who's a rapist, but Bright was basically like, if Warcraft was a gritty cop drama. Uh, that's that's basically the summary. Nothing wrong with the Warcraft movie. It did. No, yeah, the Warcraft movie no. was good. Yes, yeah. it was. The CG people were the best. The real life actors, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were terrible. Real bad acting, but I mean, it's just like, oh, I want to see orcs fight humans and like have a weird. And even the and sensitive like, moments about yeah. the orc families, yeah. I was feeling it. I was no, like, I, I, he's shit, but he brought our kid back to life. So what do we do? No, this this is the problem I had with the movie. Is like every time it was CG because it was clearly a different studio with different actors. I actually felt shit. And as soon as it switched to the humans, I'm like, eh. Did it make you guys want to play Warcraft 2? Yes. But I, but, but I kind of always want to play Warcraft 2. It's a good game. It's the best one. That's, so, that's what was amazing about the Warcraft movie, is they didn't want to dive in too deep and get people over their heads with, with World of Warcraft shit. So it really was a Warcraft 2 $100 million movie, <laughs> which makes no sense, but that's what it was. Warcraft 1 and 2 is so simple. It's just war- Orcs versus Humans. I think that was the name of Warcraft 2. Uh, 3 was... Three was honest, maybe. It was my favorite. And it got a little more complicated in three. The necromancer shit. That was my favorite. It was cool, but it it got more complex than the second one. Like the second one, it was still simple, but it it improved upon the first. I don't know. I just like the second one was the best one, in my opinion. My favorite one. I'll put it that way. No, obviously World of Warcraft is the best because it's made clearly the most money and lasted for twenty. It's not the best. I I I played the the beta and then. In profit standpoint. We got night, we got night fever. We got a lot to show with. Yeah, oh man, it was man, such a good movie. The, no, I remember, like, the first time I saw that movie, like, I stayed up late with my mom. And she's like, oh, this movie's great, you should watch it. And I was like, mom, this movie seems a lot about rape. She's like, that's the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that was literally a date movie romance, like, fucking dumb... Actually, Whatever. Now that I think about it, when like I think about like Zardos, I think about like a, <laughs> a boy and his dog. Any of those like weird seventies like like uh, apocalyptic movies is like somebody raped people. Oh yeah. Every single movie. Oh, there's no way Zardos didn't have a ton of rape at some point in its 
storyline. Yeah, but it was the heroes who used to be like, I'm going to rape you. Well, where I feel like it got super creepy is like 70s had a lot of rape, but they were semi-responsible about how they dealt with it. Where by the 80s, with like those Death Wish movies and stuff, it really wasn't. Because I remember Deanna Troy was in like Death Wish 2, and her whole scene is just to get raped so that the hero will have a reason to go kill some street thugs. <laughs> like, that's not a responsible use of rape in a story. That's just fucked like up. If the second Mad Max movie was just like Mel Gibson's character met somebody else and that person was killed as well and he had to go kill someone. Like, okay. Well, the difference is too, if it was just like, oh, I heard this happened to my wife. That sucks. I'm going to go, that would be one thing. But they show it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, that's the problem. <laughs> so last time on the left shit. We know you want to jerk off, so get it out and then... Well, that's the thing is, like, because I also, I kind of think I Spit on Your Grave was cool that they did a crazy, like, 40-minute rape. Like, if you do none or a lot, it's, like, a legitimate artistic statement. If you just do 15 minutes, it's to get a bone. <laughs> that was the whole point of the movie. Yeah, like, it was so severe that it was like, this is fucked up. This, is, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> Uh, sudden Chiba movies like isn't fun watch like old like uh, Asian action movies like Sunny Chiba movies always had a rape scene though. having a rape in the movie isn't inherently bad but when you have a 15 minute rape it's like it's obviously not the whole point of the movie so you're just beating a dead horse yeah well, it was three did you see that documentary about canon films man it no, I just shook my head for the audio podcast uh, no I have not Keith it's, it's so good Electric Boogaloo and it's really good you uh, should you watch it. all the sequel jokes earlier Mike but it's great because those guys that ran canon like when you think of the 80s and you think of that excessive super violence and ninjas and rape as a, a fun plot point or whatever it's all cause of canon that's why we think of that and it's these two Israeli guys who did not understand where the line was basically <laughs> it's a really good documentary I definitely recommend it yeah they just kept pushing it and kept pushing it and everyone's but their biggest hit was uh, Breaking the, this fucking breakdance movie that they made for half a million dollars so all of they were recall that that's what inspired kids of my generation to start breakdancing for real well apparently speaking of Saturday someone was talking about Saturday Night Fever I don't remember who who brought that up but uh, I think it was Rayanne before she left <laughs> yeah. she but, was like I love Saturday Night Fever it tastes like dicks in my mouth but apparently that movie it was so successful like that was the, the best selling soundtrack of all time for a long time until I don't know the 90s that basically disco was dead and they were, made this movie to kind of like sort of make fun of remember how dumb that was and it brought back disco for like two more years <laughs> like <laughs> just no wonder people were losing their minds about disco like this needs to stop <laughs> like come on yeah it's sort of a horseshit genre like I hate disco yeah Joel grew up with that shit yeah no I didn't I'm not that old <laughs> fuck you yeah, you were like a teenager in the 70s. <laughs> no. 75, right? Remember how all those old Beatles LPs were in mono? That was fucked up. Hey, what was it like? Uh, how did it affect you when Elvis died? <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the... Uh, no, that was the thing. It's like I, I grew up in the breakdance era. So that, so that was a big deal for me. As a, as a child, it would be like... Every like how kids are into Pokemon now. In, in my generation, kids would bring cardboard. Pokemon now. Are kids still into Pokemon? Not kids, but fucking mid thirties people are still catching Pokemon. I've noticed. I don't know. I have children, and they're into Pokemon. Okay. So, but when we when we were kids, we were into bringing a cardboard box and a ghetto blaster and break dancing to 
Herbie Hancock's Rocket. That was kind of the hit song of the day. So, and I remember your kids are also into Herbie Hancock, are you? No, no, they they. Yeah, they they uh, they hate everything we like, and they they like their own bullshit. Despite your best efforts, they haven't become fans of like the coolest fucking music. Despite your best efforts, they haven't become fans of the coolest music. There's certain like family. There's certain family hits where they're into where I'm really surprised. There's this obscure German band that they're a marching band. Rammstein? No, they're called um, they're called Mute, M E U T E, but they're a um, they're a marching band that covers uh, techno songs. They're really great, but my kids are respond to that really well, and also they love K Tronada. The, to them, those are the two albums of their childhood. I remember when I was a youngin, the first time I ever heard like a controversial, shocking opinion about music was I was hanging out with my cousin who was a little older than me. I was like eight, and I was just like, man, Michael Jackson, isn't he cool? And he was like, Michael Jackson's a wiener. <laughs> and I was like, no. But little did I know, he was right. Michael he's Jackson a was a wiener. History on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, an eight-year-old's not going to be the one to say that. It's weird that he would say that. I would he was like 11. Oh, you were eight. Oh, uh, hey, speaking of um, Michael Jackson, just a question, because it's a question amongst white people. Anyone done brown face or black face in their life? Not me. Uh, no? Are, are you asking? Because, I mean, I'm free. Just asking? No. I famously have not done black face. <laughs> if he's known did, for anything. Well, I did once, but I was also prime minister of the country at the time. Oh, shit. So it was okay. okay. No, it's brown face when you just, like, eat out a girl's ass. Because <laughs> I've done that, like, all the time. I honestly have. Oh uh, shit! That's not where I expected this to be going. I oh, thought I thought Joel was. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Joel was going to make fun know, of our man. new prime minister. Big surprise, you piece of prairie uh, trash! Yeah, like, what do you call that when you just try to say how great you are? Uh, virtue. I thought he was virtue signaling, but he's not. He's brown face signaling. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, he's letting us know how great brown face is. I'm. Hum- you guys try. I'm humble shaming. It's a. It's a thing. So. Uh, yeah. When I was. Uh, when I was about eight. So, so like in, <laughs> right. in the 60s? Uh, yeah, that's right, in 1966. The tall ships really lifted the nation's spirit. <laughs> the blue nose was just crushing it. No, um, I dressed, for Halloween, I, I dressed up as Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, this is all pretty acceptable. I think where the story is going is that Joel's parents are racist. If you only did that ten years later, you wouldn't have been in blackface. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh, that's true. true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, Joel actually kind of looks like Michael Jackson on his deathbed. Yeah. So this would have been like a fat, bloated, like, 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 is it, like if he drowned, <laughs> like if he drowned and he was underwater, <laughs> he washed up on the side of the shore. You'd be like, oh, you know, like those whales that they have to, or whales that they have to blow up. Because they're so full of gases. That's what you are. That's what you are, you sack of shit. This whale definitely died a few months ago. He washed up on shore and he's looking to molest Joel. Oh, no, this is Joel. Oh, wait, this is a white man from the prairies. Makes sense. Is this this guy Wilson or is he Phillips? That one. <laughs> anyway, what happened in the 60s? What was it? Tell us all about it. You no, know, he dresses black Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, anyway, shortly after slavery was outlawed, 
Thriller Michael Jackson? Yeah, no, Thriller Michael Jackson. Yeah, and so, 1985, because lean. my best friend at the time dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Was he Winston? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's where that was going. Was he Black Slimer? <laughs> he must have been Black Egon. <laughs> no. No, he was not. He was not. He was White Winston. <laughs> uh... Anyway, he went as uh, Spengler, I assume, uh, and uh, I dressed up as Michael Jackson, and then my mom was like, cool, great idea, let's put some cocoa powder in some vitamin E cream, and... Uh, yeah, I thought this was going, your parents are racist, but it's not your idea. Too. At every door, did you knock, and then when they open, you're like, why, why, tell them that it's human nature. That's famously his favorite Michael Jackson song. Uh, that did come out then, but uh, but uh, just don't take the TV. Here's some candy. <laughs> they were more like, oh, aren't you a PYT? But uh, yeah, out of files in my neighborhood. She put cocoa powder in vitamin, vitamin and cream. And it worked. It looked brown. No, not really. It didn't really work. The dark of the Halloween night, yeah. I think I have the most important question, and that is, are there pictures? I think there might be. That's good enough for me. Do I have them? I, I, I don't personally have them, but if I ask my mom, she might. So, yeah, there's no question so. that uh, probably the only person that will ever hear this podcast is the person in the future, after Joel has successfully run for office, who will be going back through everything they yeah. can fucking find on the way back machine that Joel was ever in and she just found pay dirt my friend for his political downfall yeah she had to listen to 107,000 episodes of the vinyl countdown but she finally had pay dirt now you're fucked the thing is is a I was eight uh, and B no your parents are the racist way more earlier episodes that are so anti-semitic 100% there's so many vinyl cans way more shit to worry about do you remember that episode we had called ends to ends of the f Oh, yeah. Oh, Do you shit. remember what that stood for? Ends of the future. Yeah. <laughs> ends of the future is exactly what it stood for. I tried my best to distance myself from that shit while it was happening. But, but we were his only friends, so what could he do? Yeah, what could I do? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do well. They had to go down with us. We're all going down together. Did any of you guys see, did any of you guys see that, that four-hour five hour if you watch the post interview with Oprah documentary about Michael Jackson did anybody oh, yeah. watch that shit it seems too long and it's disturbing so, so very very disturbing it's a hard watch Here, here's the problem is Thriller and Off the Wall are two of my favorite records ever man I'll go all the way fucking what's that song Earth Song oh my god that's my favorite Michael Jackson song and that's like in the 90s what about that one that's uh, that's the Free Willy one <laughs> about the river that's my second favorite Michael <laughs> Pam and I watched uh, the Willard the other night like the Crispin Glover one and I was as I do when I watch movies going through the IMDB trivia page so the original Willard uh, the main antagonist in the movie is a giant rat called Ben yeah. and then so they made a sequel to the original Wizard, uh, Willard called Ben and the Michael Jackson song Ben was written for that movie so, so Michael Jackson's yeah. Ben is written about a you fictional giant scary rat you know what's weird in the documentary about how Michael Jackson liked to take 8 year old kids and look at their spread assholes they really didn't bring up that movie Jeez. that much right. well that's why I'm here to give you the, the, the non-pedophilia trivia this, about Michael Jackson 
This is why I'm not watching the Michael Jackson documentaries, is because I still want to listen to those records. Even though I understand he's a monster, I can also say those are Quincy Jones' greatest creations, those two records. Yeah, I can easily uh, partition my mind. And I'll be fine watching the Cosby show again. (laughs) My point is, I don't want them to profit off of my entertainment. So once they're dead, I'm fine listening to Michael Jackson songs yeah. again. Uh, and I I might watch the Cosby show once Bill Cosby's dead. Well, yeah, basically just to streamline it, because it's very similar with Bill Cosby as Michael Jackson, to me the creepiest part was, is like the world, you know, that like that, like we, they, they groomed the world in a weird way yeah. to help them. Like, Instead of just grooming a family and some parents yeah. so you can creep on their kids, Michael Jackson groomed the earth, and we were all saying, oh, that guy's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about him. Let's your... Yeah, you're right. And same thing with Cosby. Yeah, we're just like, oh, he's the greatest. Are you kidding? Well, and as kids, we're like, oh, he's hanging out with him. Oh, I made a Lewis. I love him on that show. He's cool because he hangs out with kids. Right? And when you're a kid, no, you're like... Yeah. <laughs> well, it really was amazing where, like, these parents... Because on the, on the surface of it, when you pretend... If you're an alien who never heard of Michael Jackson, and you heard the story of, like, yeah, I just let my kids sleep in his bed. Yeah. Like, you have to take it's Michael totally Jackson fine. out of your mind. But because we, we can't do that. We're like, well, yeah, because it's Michael Jackson. Like, he, like, brainwashed the earth. It's fucking crazy. And Cosby did the same thing. That's oh, true. Like, as a parent now, if an adult... I don't, I don't give a shit if it's like fucking just. I'd send my kid back in time to sleep in Michael Jackson's bed. No, God damn it! I would not. I would not. If it, it was today, if it was like Justin Bieber wants a sleepover, I'd be like, fuck that shit. No way. Not at all. I don't care how famous you are. That's that's what I love about this this whole wave of shit that's hit lately is. Like I feel like the the bigger lesson is that celebrities are bad people. Like I really think you should just default to assuming that they're bad people and proceed from there. Well, especially child stars because they've never gone through the strife that is required to form a personality. They're going to be fucked up. Yeah. Sorry, you're not real people. You you you're damaged, I, fucked up things. This is where I feel conflicted about Corey Feldman because on one hand like, I definitely want to believe all he's saying about him and, like, other child stars being molested and stuff, like... But he's also such a drama queen. He's a drama... Yeah, have you watched his season of Surreal Life, which was a show from 12 years ago? I still believe him, but still. I believe him, but, like, it's... I have a hard time admitting it, because, like, the rest of his life... Like, have you seen his band perform on the Today Show? Like... No. The, the dude's crazy, which, granted, he was quite likely made crazy by all the molestation he had to undertake when he was 10 years old. It's like it, It's like a situation that clearly needs to be cleaned up, but you just want a better figurehead than him. Because, yeah, like you don't want to put all your eggs in the Corey Feldman basket because he's, yeah, it's too weird and erratic and... Yeah. You thought for a second he was going to transition from child star to adult star because he was so cool as a child star, but it did not work out. Do you guys remember when he killed Jason Voorhees? He yeah. killed Jason. Was, uh, yeah. But then he brought him back to life like a big fucking dummy. Well, that wasn't Corey Feldman that did that. It was no, just it was another horrible. actor playing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I know nothing about this. Tell me. So he killed... It was this whole thing, but a whole three-movie arc with Tommy Jarvis. But he ended up killing Jason, and in the beginning of the next movie, he goes back to the junkyard where he had buried, where Jason died, and is for some reason digging up his body. And then lightning strikes his shovel or something as he's digging it, and it reanimates Jason. Despite the fact 
fact that in, in Friday the 13th 5, Tommy Jarvis had a nightmare about that exact thing happening. Like, he had a nightmare that he dug up uh, Jason, and Jason came back to life. And then in, in Friday the 13th Part 6, he does that. Yeah. And Maybe he thought it was like... Yeah, like the, the Spoiler alert, <laughs> Tommy Jarvis dies in Friday the 13th 6. Uh, that's that's good writing. 5 is the one where... It's it's a copycat, right? It's not really Jason. Yeah. And you think it's going to be Tommy Jarvis, but then Psych is just the guy whose brother got killed at the beginning. Who like, was like pulling the rug rug under you completely? Like it was like it could have been interesting, and instead it was like not at all. It's such a shame too, because like rewatching that one, it has like I think the most tits and the most violence of all of them. But just because it's not really Jason, you're like, well, nice try, but fuck that, fuck that. Funk that. All right, so, uh, mm, man, now that Joel's gone, I'm like, why? Why are we recording our talking? Why would we do this if it wasn't? It's all Joel's idea. I'm happy to just hang out with people, and Joel's like, let's record nine episodes. I wonder, and I was going to ask Joel this earlier, but he wouldn't shut up. How many podcasts would Joel have? If how many pods would have? Uh, how many? How much wood? Yeah. Joel, Jackson. you're back. Now that you're not talking for a second, if you <laughs> if you made a podcast of every idea for a podcast that you ever had, how many podcasts would you have? Ten. I think that's extremely low. You think? I bet you would have twenty-five to thirty podcasts Maybe. if you made a podcast out of every idea you had for a podcast. Anyone who's taking bets? High, okay. high, low? I don't know what game. Uh, okay, so I had an idea about... I'm sure it was great. Yeah, tell us all about it. the numbers, which uh, I'm not taking any more bets. Dude, this should be a podcast. Like, here's the podcast idea I had today. Do it every day. And then the next one, we just move on to a new podcast idea. I've been... I, as someone who runs a podcast network, uh, I can tell you that I get... Probably three to four pitches, podcast pitches, like every week, and uh, they're all terrible, and they're all exactly the same, and they all start with this. <laughs> they all start with this, with the idea. It's just they all start with the idea of me and my friends are all f- so funny. Uh, we all hang out all the time, and we all laugh so hard. Yeah, Do you remember that was the basis of this podcast? <laughs> yeah, this is literally the douchiest thing I could say, but I, I but I just remembered it. Where way back pre-podcasting, fucking me and Matt. I I don't remember what movie it was. It was like me, Matt, and probably our friend Chris were at a movie, just cracking wise, you know, being hilarious. So much so wise. The lady in front of us was like with her boyfriend. You came up with a TV show called Mystery Science Theater 2999. (laughs) This was before the movie started. We wouldn't talk during the movie because that's not that's not entertaining. But this lady literally turned us turned around to be like, "You guys are really funny." Like that was funny. (laughs) And I'm not making that up. That happened. I feel like that was like that. Animation about the Colonel Redcock. Oh, Chicken Run, yeah. Chicken Run. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that. That set it all off. I had a similar experience during Titanic, except the people in front of us did not find this funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it was during the movie. Okay, if I can defend myself, I have a lot of podcasts. No, you can't. Give us no. the 
there, what's the what's your worst podcast pitch? If Joel could just say a few words, he'd be a better public speaker. <laughs> all of them. They're all terrible. I want, but I want the worst one. Give us the, just give us something juicy. But let me tell you about the best one today. <laughs> the best one is Rayanne and I play video games. Yeah, that happened earlier. And I think oh, yeah, I've been this guy uh, that does a Twitch stream started like inviting comedians on to Nin- Ninja. Yeah, Ninja, me and Ninja. Oh, uh, I don't Ninja, sure. Yeah, no, it's a much, much smaller deal. Uh, PewDiePie? Yeah, it's PewDiePie. Uh, and so, invited, so I've been doing these, like, little... Twitch is a crazy, wild world. Like, where people... That's their entertainment is to watch other people play video games. And then they're just paying. They're paying you money all the time. Yeah, I saw this clip of you on uh, Twitch stream. Yeah, yo, you saw that, yeah. Yeah, it's... You know what it is? It's like... It's a substitute for people having friends, which is so sad about our modern world. So, yeah, these people, they're all there, and they're all just, like, part of this community of people that watch people play games and then just are paying money all the time. But, yeah, you were playing, what's the game with the words and jokes? I did, a, I played it a few times, but maybe Jackbox is the Yeah, one. yeah, Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'm getting used to it. It's fun. It's fun, but this is, like... It's, I just can't wrap my head around the idea that's content to people. Like, I would be sitting and playing video games with my friends anyway. Now people are watching it, and that's, like, that's entertainment for them. I find, like, yeah, like, I don't do that all the time, but there's certain things. Like, uh, when people play old Sierra games, I can watch that all day, because that's what I played as a kid. Or, oh, like King's Quest? Yeah, yeah. But this is also, yeah, I meant to bring this up, is uh, The Last of Us. I, I love watching people play through The Last of Us, even all these years later. Like, it's just, I just love seeing them hit those beats the no first one's time. played Last of Us more than you, like, including yeah. the developers. That's what I was saying, like, we forgot to bring this up. Yeah, just because we forgot to bring this up in last year. Year's run of episodes, but yeah, I wrote a book about The Last of Us that you can get at keithcourage.com but why it's relevant to this podcast is Joel did the cover. It's like a Vinyl Countdown collab, and it really never went anywhere. It wasn't like a successful thing or whatever. It was just cool for me to learn how to make an EPUB or whatever, but an article got written about it on IGN... What country was it? It was like IGN... Germany? Started with a P, uh, so I feel like. like. One of the comedy oh. button guys. I feel like it was a Poland. Prague, yeah, that's a Poland or one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was so cool to see an article where I couldn't read it. I could just see, like, <laughs> my name and this cover that Joel made on some weird Polish IGN. And, like, that's pretty cool. Like, even if that's all that happened, and kind of that is all that happened, who could have predicted that? Like, that's, that's really neat, I think. And you also mentioned me in the book. Oh, yeah, I mentioned Craig, too, because I played all those games. I mentioned Matt at some point. Like, so it's a real collabo. Yeah. You're all in there somewhere. It's the first Vital Countdown book. I was like, oh, I'm going to read this book. 700 pages? Yeah. I'm not going to read this it's, book. It's really long. And nobody read it. But, but yeah, the important thing is uh, it gave me the, uh, the, the trust in myself. I feel like I leveled up personally. So now I'm going to write a real book, not this bullshit about a video game. You but. should think, yeah, I would say 700 pages about a video game is probably too long. Yeah, oh, it was so long. It was crazy. It took but me it two good, and a half years. And there was like fun little asides and stuff. I didn't finish it either, but only because of the length. Yeah. <laughs> and because I fucking hate reading. And I keep waiting for it. At the time, you were like, oh, I'm going to do this in a podcast. And I was like, oh, wait for that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... Reading. So I'm going to make a shameless plug right now. So I have another podcast called Blossom yeah, Buddies Blossom where Buddies. Jason and I yep. discuss the hit TV show Blossom. I was at a midwife appointment uh, with my wife tonight, and we're allowed to borrow books from their library. Maya Bialik, who played Blossom, has a parenting book, so I borrowed it. So I'm going to learn parenting from Blossom. Wow. very serious about her shit. Attachment parenting, I think it's called, which sounds like hippie bullshit, so we'll see how much I take away from it. But she's also got, like, 
so much money and can like all that blossom money. Yeah, all, all that. that no, she's she's on fucking yeah, that Big terrible Bang show. Yeah, oh. yeah, she made. Bank off of that piece oh, of shit. Big, big bang, yeah, for, for everything. Sure. That, that, she was probably getting like a million dollars an episode or something by the end of it. Isn't it crazy? J- Jason is on one of our older episodes. A couple of older episodes, so which our RSS feed is fucking sorted out. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, yeah, all the old episodes are up again. It's classic. Go, go listen to them. I'm not gonna, but you can. <laughs> but if you're curious who Jason is, he's he's on our he's a murderer. He's on Crystal Lake on our website, which probably doesn't work at the moment. Yeah, even better. Just uh, what is it? BlossomBuddies.net. Is that what it is? That is correct. BlossomBuddies.net. You can go there and uh, listen to that. Subscribe on iTunes. Not iTunes. Apple Podcasts. It really was awesome because, because uh, so yeah, like where I was, well, Blossom Buddies hit was I was in an airport, in the airport in Tokyo waiting to go to Fukuoka. I always get to airports early, so I just had like two and a half hours to wait and I'm just sitting around and, you know, it's the middle of the night for Toronto, but it was midday for me. And I just saw Blossom Buddies that followed you on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like something I'd be into. So I followed through the link and then I downloaded it. And just like, because I guess around the Toronto scene, you know, I'm sure you brought it up or whatever. I had no inkling this was going to happen. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Craig and Jason talking about Blossom? Like it made the time fly by at that airport. Six people knew about it at yeah. that point. And that was the pilot episode that was so shitty they re-recorded it. But I, that's what I needed right then. That was great. Yeah, I loved it. Good, good stuff. At this point, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm getting a little sick of hearing about Blossom, but that first yeah. one, I was loving it. Uh, I'm kind of hitting that point where I'm like, we we still have three and a half seasons of this to talk about. Like, the, the gag is definitely over. Guest stars. That's that's yeah. your best hope at this point. Or, or it'll be that... Having a podcast about Blossom, that's been overdone yeah. by now. We've had 21 episodes, I think. But it's going to be like that Ren and Stimpy rhythm of like, it's not funny for a while, but then it's going to get really funny. Yeah. You're still talking about boogers? Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. These, yeah. Like, uh, these, like, after shows or whatever they're called. By the way, are you in that? I'll talk to you later. Uh, but uh, these after shows style podcasts are they can be very popular if you can tap into that niche market. Yeah, there's literally. I feel like we should have gone after if if that's what we were going for. We should have gone after a currently popular show instead of a 25 year old popular show. Or like there's three about the Gilmore Girls. So yeah, sometimes these shows it just depends on the show, I guess. And that's that's the gamble with Blossom. It's like nobody's unearthed that yet. But and it's like when you go to a neighborhood and there's like a bunch of antique stores and you're like, shouldn't you spread these out? But sometimes when they're all together, it helps. So maybe if you were the third Blossom podcast, <laughs> you know? But yeah, maybe when we hit season three, we'll really hit our stride and get more than 38, 30 downloads per episode. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the struggle, too, of being a fledgling podcast that Vinyl Countdown never escaped this orbit. Yeah, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But yeah, like, I started this horror movie podcast with my friend Ray, and, like, we've got, we're creeping up on 100 subscribers, getting so close. Most of our episodes get less than 100 listens, but we put them on YouTube, and just that algorithm, if it catches you, we've got uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and Land of the Dead have both hit 10,000 views. But again, just judging on our subscribers, that's like 0.1% of the people stay around. But I feel like that's actually okay. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Like, that's a good ratio. So if I was, like, unemployed, I would take every single vinyl countdown and make some sort of video version slideshow to every every single episode. Oh, if I was unemployed? Fuck yeah, I would. I I feel like that's my prison backup plan. If you're unemployed, you should just look for a job, because that's a better... No, you're wrong. You're wrong. 
I disagree. Wholeheartedly disagree. Some of the final countdown episodes. Yeah, I would waste my life in that in that particular direction, sir. Yeah, there'd probably be a lot more uh, a lot more censorship beeps in the YouTube re-release, the remaster. Yeah. It would be like George Lucas doing Star Wars again. Yeah, we just add Jab of the Hut into every episode. I heard there's a really great episode of your podcast about Scott Pilgrim that everyone should listen to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming up. I it assume. It hasn't been recorded yet, but I bet it's going to be great. And it was really funny. Are you on that? Mike? Yeah, we're going to try to do it on yeah, Saturday. Did you pick up on that by subtle context clues? Michael Sarah was also on it. Mm. I heard. Have any of you guys ever met Michael Sarah? He feels like yeah. the kind of Canadian you could bump into. But yeah. from Toronto, just like a real, a real Jer- Jay Baruchel kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, well, what about Jay Baruchel? Go to like an, an, a Q and A with Jay Baruchel once at the TIFF so, light box. I mean, that's the same as going to a Q and A with. Um, yeah, like if we got any Canadian celeb stories, who's well, met? Well, Mike and I filmed a thing about Jay Baruchel, and I was in that, and then he responded. That he thought it was cool. Yeah, that's when he said I was yeah, handsome. That CBC yeah. uh, contest. Yeah. What was the what was the title of your show? It was called Jay Talking. Oh yeah. 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 yeah Jay Talking. But I wonder what happened to the person that won that. They never. I never. That show I, I never, never saw that show. I know Bike Cops was one that got real high up. Uh, no, it was a D and D based one. Yeah. Does that I sound right? Does that? Yeah, they were from Vancouver. But it's funny. It's like some of the people competing in it was like there was a guy. Do you guys remember the movie Fubar? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys from. Okay, just saying. One of the guys from Fubar. I'm retarded for Cocoa Puffs. In that same contest. If I had one thing left to say to the world in this life, it sure as hell wouldn't be Tron Funk and Blow. <laughs> did you know? By the way, Tron was a friend of mine. Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Anyway, Calgary. Just say, check out Fubar. It's a fucking great movie. Second one, not so good. Hey, remember that Vinyl Countdown movie we were making? Yeah, yeah. factories. I believe there's a scene where I wear a rice paddy hat. You don't need to finish. No, no, no Craig did. Oh, oh, go ahead then. Put it out. How come that's not done? Well, it's still out there. There's a couple of scenes I have to update, but yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Sloppy Joe is the best thing we ever did. I don't know. we got to write that movie. we got to actually sit down and write it. It would be fun. Would be I, I still want to see fill in the green screen of Jet on the the Hill of Skulls. Oh, so much work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. you got to make a bunch of skulls and see. Well, I guess you just make one and replicate it. Like kill a bunch when Jet was a baby, I still had hope that I had time to do that shit. And now I'm like, man, fuck it. I always like. In I, high school. Yeah, now he's in the high cats school. In the like, cradle in the cell of a cuck. Little boy Joel dishes. is getting cucked. And he cucks up and down all of the cucks. And everyone the thing about Joel is that he's cucks. a big cuck and he loves getting cucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves getting cucked. He loves it. He's famous for that. I'm into it. I love it. It's cucks. like you were here the whole time that you weren't here. Because we talked about cucks extensively. Honestly, I was across town coaching an improv team, but the whole time I was tuned into what you guys were doing. You were just like, oh, I feel like you guys should cuck more. (laughs) Who's the cuck in the scene? Like, think about. What are you talking about? (laughs) We did a scene about a dragon. Always. 
Like, oh, really, let's think about who the answer is Joel. What is Joel this? is always the cuck. Yeah. Yeah. What does this scene need? Yeah. What does this scene need? It's a, it's a game called it Sounds Like a, a Cucking cock. Scenario to me. <laughs> who is the cuck? You're the cuck. If you don't know who the cuck is yeah. in the scene, yeah, if you don't know cock. who the cuck yeah. is in the room, you are the cuck. You're the cuck. Oh, no, I'm a cuck. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, no, wait, Joel's here. He's the cuck. We can tie this into our, our last episode. As a pro, as a pro, uh, a pro improv coach we were just talking about for some reason we were like i bet joel would be good at improv how do you feel do you think he's got the natural improv in this i feel like joel tries too hard but i mean isn't that good because like we were talking about the only people here who haven't really done it it's just me and joel but i feel like i would improv lessons would tame joel's trying too hard he would learn how to do improv properly i feel like i would just rebel against the system for no reason i would make it my business to be bad at it but i just think joel would probably excel that's what i feel so you'd be like, Joel's a real sheep. Why don't you and Keith do a scene right now? That's what the audience wants to hear. That's what our so, so hundreds a little, and thousands of listeners... Nice right. Remember, escalation is key, and this is a little game called Smells Like Cuck. <laughs> yeah. Can I give my suggestion? Library. Library? Hey, Joel, isn't it great in the library? Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I love the library. Hey, Joel! I went to the other end of the library because I prefer yelling at you. Cool! Me too! Oh, we're getting kicked out! Is this your wife's fault? Oh, uh, it usually is! Especially <laughs> when it comes to you! Tell us about the way your dick smells. Oh, that guy is cooking you! <laughs> Alright, I can stop you right there. He's really good. It's called Yes and, no, not just sweep, Yes. Let's sweep oh. this scene. No, it's our quick sweep. Sorry, I have to add something. Sorry, you I forgot to add something. You can't just agree with everything you say. Sorry, can we uh, dial it back to we're in the library? Is this your wife's fault? I wish we could. New scenario. Where I do gotta say, I do gotta say that one of the most heavy-handed initiations of a scene I've ever heard of is hey Joel, we're in the library right now. It's like now I know. I know where you are. I know who you're talking to. We're all caught up. Let me tell you about the nights that I fucked your wife. (laughs) Right out of the gate. Maybe we should rely on people who have actually done some improv no, 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 to, to no, 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 guide. No, that's not what this is about. You're no, not going to no. learn by watching other people do it. Right. No, see, I, this is what's important here is the beginner's mind. Yeah. You don't want to lose yeah, that. Let's reset this shit. Flex those, flex yeah. those muscle mastery. A new suggestion. The, something the different. Uh, no, let's do something different than the last scene. Let's do a bookstore. Book yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you can't rent the books. You have to buy the books. Oh, so it's very different. Let that soak it's in. It's very okay. different. Can I, I think right. I can do a little bit. Can we just do the, like the third or fourth floor of a book depository? That's good. That's With a window? But, yes. but not in Texas. Just in time. Yes! The the, the improv queen has shown up. Oh my god. Alright, so uh, scene. uh, Midday interior library. Joel and Keith are learning improv right now. Hey, Joel. uh, Sorry, bookstore. Hey, Joel, I don't want to be too loud because we're in the bookstore, but you know when we're up up here in the the fourth floor of the bookstore? I'm just going to stop you right there. Do some side coaching here. Uh, Libraries is where you don't have to be loud. Bookstores, you can talk at whatever volume we want. Isn't it weird when you have a coach from a different country and his ways aren't your ways? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on. Carry on, Keith. Okay. So up here on the fourth floor, you know, the, there's these weird corners, and, like, it's not really that busy up here. It's, like, you know, all the, the like, tech books that are kind of out of date and stuff. And, it's and don't forget, how many, how many times have you had sex with Katie because 
that is representative. Well, okay, if we're not going to take this seriously, yeah, then I'm going to the bathroom. Of how good you are at improv. As a side note, how do you feel about that as a name for an improv troupe? We're not going to take this seriously. I think that's it, honestly, it's that's one of those things that doesn't need to be said. That's where I started. Uh, I started seeing. I started seeing the depth of what goes on between the lines. Is uh, I was at an improv thing with uh, with Rayanne and Julian at uh, the comedy bar, and there was this one team that Rayanne said you coach that they're like your other team that you always compare Rayanne to. Anyway, they were excuse me super meta, like really just constantly referring to the fact that they were doing improv and just through that i'm like dude there's so many weird terms and things that are going on under the hood here that i did, was not aware of they shouldn't be doing that they do it so much <laughs> like a I lot wasn't there let's do this let's do this third four fourth four fourth yeah well what i was getting at is this yeah. this, this isolated corner where not a lot of people come and it's kind of dark and quiet and stuff i fucked your wife there Okay, how, how many guns do I have around me? Well, it's not Texas. <laughs> I'm sure that. Hold on, I'm going to do some, a little bit of side coaching there. A lot of questions. We want to avoid questions. Don't ask Keith how many guns. You know how many guns are around you. Look around. You don't have to ask Keith for that, okay? So let's look and roll it back again. Did you clean the gun? Yeah, I fucking... <laughs> Yeah. More questions. We're still doing questions, but it's fine. What okay, you- but I know. I know. Yeah, I cleaned the gun. Let's just get this fucking job done. Yeah, now we're in. Let's do this. We're going to do the job. Oh. <laughs> That's not right. really Uh-oh. what I was expecting Uh-oh. to do today. Uh-oh. The- <laughs> Keith's plan for this scene is no, now... This is, a, this is a suicide game. Like, <laughs> What are you, some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> Some kind of joker over here? Because <laughs> um, really, the way the way look, I'll be honest. The way I wanted this scene to go is I wanted to suck Joel's dick, and I, I, I get it. I was getting going at it in a weird way. I clearly, he's not on my wavelength. What do I do, Coach? Well, let me tell you. If you want something in a scene, you just gotta say it. You gotta you gotta make your like your secret initiation clear mm. because Joel can't read your mind. How is he gonna know that you want him? You point to, to present bring him in. To be like, you and I. Hmm. You and I. I want yeah, the cuck. Let's get that cuck. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know you want this sweet, sweet dick. Hmm. All right, man. Tag Matt. Oh, yo. I fucked your wife. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. Now oh. that's comedy. Yeah, yeah Ray and Michelle. And scene. And sweet. Now we do the thing where you run across. That's an interesting thing, too, that I picked up on is like, you know, when it, it's either when you hit that high point in an improv scene that's so funny you're not going to top it. So somebody is like, yeah, they like kind of run across to be like, haha, we're done. We're not going to get better than that. But what's sad is when something just will not gain traction and it's not going anywhere and somebody finally just runs across because they're like, let's just get out of here. It's the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's called a sweep, and it's just like it's like I think of it like a curtain or something going across, being like yeah, this scene's like over, that, new one starts. The big hook, yeah, <laughs> pulls you off stage. But like when there's a huge joke hits, it's you know the scene is reached, it's, it's crescendo, it's done. It's so painful for everyone. Yeah, it's like everyone on the team is like, oh, I should have swept there, and I feel bad that I didn't. Everyone in the scene is like, oh. We peaked right there, and everyone in the audience is like, 
Oh, they peaked right there. <laughs> but everyone on the sideline is just wanting to support, but like waiting for one more thing to happen. Just something. To, like be funny for like a little tiny bit for a second, and then we can sweep it. Because literally, even if yeah, it's only one joke in like three minutes, but if it's at the end and then someone sweeps, you're good with it. But sometimes there's not even that, and it's so sad. You see an even bigger nightmare. And this is getting really into improv, which no one gives a shit about. But as a uh, uh, like when I'm coaching a team during a show, I have to call the lights, so I have to like call when the lights go out at the end. So like I'm like, you can't just call lights on nothing. <laughs> He's like, you, you know gotta I mean? say something. I'm just like, and then like also they're like they're like looking at their watch. They're like, your set's over, and I'm like, I just I can't. They gotta make a joke. Go here. If they make, make a joke, joke you yeah. fucking ass. I, like, I will take anything. Just be do something yeah, funny. Like it can be a crash landing. It has just something. Yeah. yeah. You know that Mike is not is that's all you're worried about and you're stressed because every time you get Mike coaches one of my teams and every time we get notes, the last one every time is I don't. No, I stopped taking notes at this point. <laughs> Every time he's like, I was just waiting for something funny to happen. Well, like, yeah, like, okay, let's get, let's get. I love that Mike's coaching is like, why are you making my life hard? <laughs> well, like, there was a show uh, that me and Matt and Mike were all at that Ray Ann was in, and I just thought it was so, like, because again, I don't know shit about the nuts and bolts of improv, but this is so clearly wrong. Where Ray Ann started it in this funny, weird thing where you just had the magical ability to, like, perfectly measure like cuts of meat and stuff and the person you were doing the scene with was like oh yeah let's escalate that to you can measure cashews like it's just the same thing it's like that's funny i gave them that note i gave them that exact note it was just well it was my fault too like i i it's not on her to make it up i could have made it up too and i didn't i i panicked in that you like to feel like there's two people in a marriage (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck that explains so much about my relationship (laughs) it was a perfectly yeah you're right it was a perfectly valid beat to that game but i think it needed uh, a little heightening that's all we're saying we're all friends don't tell me you hate her. I do always feel proud when my character is brought back, though. Every like when that happens, and I find it happens a lot because I, I often will be the weirder character in a scene, and people just can do like they want to work with the weird one. So I'm very proud of that. I legitimately love this. Is getting so stupid and weird and inside, <laughs> yeah. but I legitimately loved this thing Rayan posted on I'll Facebook. Post it in the Toronto Improv community on uh, Facebook. Rayan, you posted the thing on Facebook about because like that's my biggest problem with improv is when it's just too grounded. Like I prefer it to just be weird and bizarre. Yeah. So you were just like, here's me watching a funny grounded scene by my friends, and now enter me, a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Because, <laughs> yeah, I want goblins in every scene. Fuck it. No scene does not need a goblin. A scene can have a goblin in it and be grounded. It's possible. That is true. It's actually, there's a there's two of my friends do a duo called Dressed as Goblins, and their whole bit is they're just, they are goblins dressed up. They have green face paint, but they just do a regular scene. Like, they don't Sorry, really they address it. Green face? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. I know. Wow. I know. It's, it's 2019, Ray Ann. <laughs> it's not me. It's still okay to do green face, but... <laughs> Not for long. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> how we're doing this shit. Happen? Yeah, that's definitely an episode. But how do we how do we bring it in? That's the thing. We can't just end the episode on nothing. What? You I fucking guess we'll cunts. Just, we'll just have to freestyle rap us what out. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, Wait, I'll get him started. Yeah, drop my beat. TTC day pass day pass is for yeah. adults, twenty years of age and older. Back at the Imperial, it's the material. Can't. <laughs> Nope, got nothing. Too drunk to make shit up. 
What? Sorry, rap is uh, not exactly my forte. This is this is this defense mechanism of like I'm I can't do. He was we asked him to rap and then he started to he was like starting to drink his beer and I was like this is the time this time you're gonna sip your beer you're trying to rap you can't trick us okay Uh, man you remember you're much better freestyle than I am so back at the imperial look at the material something about chicken wings (laughs) looking at lots of things. What? Oh, I don't know. I can't, I can't sing when I'm drinking. Drinking all the stuff. Talking about Jurassic Park. Something, something, something. I don't know. Well, Joel just inadvertently brought us in for a smooth landing. Yeah, cake. Have a cake. Have a piece of cake, or, or else, or else, get out of here, buddy. <laughs> Bitch, cake. Grab a slice. <laughs>